This is Chronic Victory Podcast number 66 with me, David Montez, and me, Beth Valera. Welcome back, everybody. Good to see you, Beth. Kind of. Well, I can actually see you, so it, I can say that. So good to see you. Good to see you, Tay. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. We both have been ill and on antibiotics, recovering and navigating through the treacherous waters of mysterious viruses or virusi, viri, I don't know. What that, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but we're here today. So, yeah, how how are you feeling, Beth? Are you through it? Are you still going? No, I'm still I'm still in it. I'm still I'm in still it. So very much in it. I uh, I'm almost done. But today, between the hours of 10 a.m. and 5 p.m., I've been an absolute write-off, not been able to do anything like literally not been able to pick my head up off the sofa i've obviously i've well i've obviously been able to do something i've moved my body from the bed to the sofa but yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty bleak right now and it's been pretty frustrating there's been some tears today i've got to the point of tears because this is like the third day in the last five days that i have been like incapable of functioning effectively for yeah. more than 10 minutes at a time. So I'm really struggling. How are you doing? <sighs> About the same. I'm, I'm doing okay, though. You, you just, It sounds like you got the what I call the reminder that you're human. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big I get time. that all the time, which, yeah, I, I cry too, even though I talk tough sometimes, but... Yeah, and I've, it's, and it's, yeah. uh, I, I, I think what is actually happening, I've so not long had a chat with um, Charlotte from Chronic Victory. Uh, Chronic Victory. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Is that foreshadowing? Soon to be a guest on Chronic Victory podcast uh, from Acceptable. a chronically fit group. And uh, well, this is where my mind's at. Obviously, you can, the fog is real. What was I saying? I've just had a chat with her, and I, I, because. So uh, basically, I'm undergoing investigations for pots. I'm under investigations for gallstones. I am I'm on my second dose of antibiotics because, like, two or three weeks ago, I went to the doctors because I've been ha- I've been really, really like next level drained fatigue. Like, like I've been experiencing the last sort of three out of five days. Uh, cannot cannot function cannot concentrate cannot do anything other than sleep and um and so that was getting that was becoming an issue and then borderline tmi but what else are we here for i thought i saw a trace of blood in my urine so i was then straight on to the doctors and they gave me antibiotics for a suspected uti without taking a sample and no i was only antibiotics for a week felt worse on them than I did before I was taking them. Then I had like a couple of like all right days I was functioning, everything was like okay again once those antibiotics had stopped and then about a week later, same thing happened again without any trace of what I thought might be blood. Um, and just felt awful and really like really nauseous with it as well. So I went to the chemist and they were like, if it was a UTI, you were given the wrong antibiotics, ring 111, which is our like out of hours service that isn't an emergency in the UK. So 
So I did that and I saw a great doctor who took a sample and was really thorough and he was like, I don't know what's going on. Because <laughs> you have no, you have no trace of infection. Like my water, my my water generally, because I act like I make a point of staying hydrated, looks like water. Um there's like there's no strain of infection, but it could be that you're so hydrated that it's not showing. So I'll give you I'll give you the correct antibiotics that you should have been on if you did have a UTI, because it might still be underlying. And I'm like, great, cool. Goodness. Okay, that's fine. And he's like, but that doesn't explain the low blood pressure. I mean, the blood pressure that my um my resting blood pressure currently makes sense with like the level of fitness that I've achieved now. It's like I I'm in the bracket of excellence for my <laughs> age, yes. height, weight, and all this stuff. So I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, but you shouldn't be getting faint. You shouldn't be feeling dizzy when you stand up. You shouldn't be feeling nauseous. So he's like, so I don't know what's going on. So I want you to come back and have an ECG for POTS. But as you and I have discussed privately, they haven't they haven't done a test for POTS. They've taken ECG reading, which they had to do twice because I went on Tuesday. Did I tell you this? I went on Tuesday yeah. for an ECG. And um, they were like, the readings look fine, but I'm not convinced the machine's working properly. So, <laughs> so what am I here for? So can you come back tomorrow? Have my money back? Um, so I came back the following day and it was like, it was really quick and easy. But I did mention to them that like the test for POTS is the tilt table test. Indeed. Yes. So there's no tilt table here. What can you, what are we going to do? And she's like, oh, and I was like, because the reason I'm here is because I'm getting really faint and lightheaded. When I go from sitting to standing or lying standing, and it's like every time, literally every time. And it's something I feel a bit daft and not raising previously because I've experienced it for years, but it's got really, really bad over the last couple of months. And uh, yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, no, we don't, we don't do that. And I don't really know what that is. So, uh, and I was like, okay. That's, I was like, that's fine. You, you're not, you're like, you, you don't need to know everything. Um, she's like, well, we could do, we'll do a reading whilst you stand up then. So we did a reading whilst I'm standing up. And she's like, yeah, it all looks normal and fine. <laughs> so I'll send this off to the doctor, but um, I think it's going to be like, come back normal. So I'm currently in that, basically my long winded story that I'm getting to is my discussion with Charlotte was that like, I think I'm basically in the process of trying to accept that actually what I'm experiencing is a really bad flare-up of fibro and that Possibly. that happens. My standing test like you had showed normal. And then when I was on the table, all hell broke loose. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not convinced that's really I think for some people, sure, you could certainly see some sort of symptoms show up there. But there's so many different degrees that are undefined with POTS that somebody like me, I could just go up and down several times and I was like, yeah, and the heart's not really. I mean, every time you do get up, it does something differently, but it didn't show anything drastic. And then you put me at that weird 10 degree angle, which is very, it's almost straight up and down. I always, I thought it was going to be some weird, wonky, almost flat thing, but you're just almost straight up and down. They just tilt you like boop. And I felt like I was running upstairs the whole time and it was just like tunnel vision and <laughs> everything turning gray and white and get me down, please. I can throw up. I feel awful. And I, I don't remember much of the rest of the day. 
That's interesting. So you don't think, so do you think that uh, when my results inevitably come back with no issues, I should pursue, like be relentless in my. Yeah. There's gotta be somewhere you can go in the UK that does that. Yeah, there will be. There will be for sure. I think, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Even um, because I think the only thing you could gain is just more Intel about your situation. So, yeah. You know, if you really do have pots, then okay, there, yeah, there's no cure yet, but we know how we know how to like maybe make adjustments so you can stay in the in the uh, area That's of right. supreme excellence. Yeah, yeah. Or if you don't, then we could just forget all that, leave it behind, and move forward, and keep yeah. focusing on the things you think are going on and stuff like fibro that we know is there and. That's my take on yeah. it anyway. But I I personally didn't find the just like the standing blood pressure reads to be effective in, in my situation. I'm in that weird headspace of like, because as you know, I didn't go through this process of trying to get a diagnosis of fibromyalgia. It kind of like accidentally fell into my lap. Yep. It came at review or something else. So um, I'm in a weird headspace of like part of me would kind of like it to be something else so that I can feel like I'm not being dramatic and I'm not making things up and Validated. I've got like a validation of an issue. Well, fibro's an issue. Right. And don't then, then, then the other part of me is like, well, I don't, I don't actually particularly want an extra thing. Yeah. Fibro is enough. And then I'm in that weird headspace of like re- almost re-accepting my condition. Because I don't actually want to say I don't want to be in a I don't don't want to be in a situation where I'm talking about my limitations again, mm-hmm. because I feel that word itself has negative connotations, and I appreciate that there are some, but they kind of like I kind of like to look at them as they come up, as opposed to plan my life around limitations. Do you get me? Am I making any sense? Yeah. What you said before reminds me of something I really admire about you, something I love about you. And that is, and and other people too, I know for sure, because they tell me, you seem to have this really good balance between, even if you don't feel like it, between what would I, what would I call that? A sensitivity or even like a feminine sensitivity to you and legitimate badassery where you just like you have the soft kind side and also like the fire go get some side to you. And that's something I've always admired about you. But I also see like a divide that being a divide in people, especially with chronic conditions or chronic illness, anything like that, where people searching for information, searching for friends, support, or anything to cope, they either see the category of self-care and sensitivity and feelings and words and terms and then a big line and then everybody else that's like health and exercise and default aggressive attitude and mindset and perspective and things like that but i think we need both mm. and i think you agree too that's need that like, middle line yeah and, and i i want to remind people that I just, I think the best option for all of us is to have both when it's, and then, you know, lean 
one way or the other when it's necessary for you. But what I see is people committing to like one side and then either disagreeing or talking smack about the other. I don't know. Have you seen that? Yeah, definitely. And also like, um, that's why this show has haters. You're a part of that now, by the way, not, not so much these days, but, but when I, when I first started out kind of around when you first came on the first time I would get messages about you're full of shit, you're inspiration porn. I don't condone what you're doing. You're a, uh, whatever they had to say. Was I was I a start of that trend? Did you start getting hate mail after my first feature? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another another thing that haters are okay. Charlotte were discussing at tonight's meeting was um, toxic positivity. Um, so I think that sort of comes into, into what you're saying there as well in terms of like it's I and it's and it's. It's set this physical spell like a difficulty is serving as a reminder, a very hard, real reminder of the importance of being kind and speaking kindly. And I know we've spoken in depth about that on episode 63 and probably 62 when we were covering sort of self-worth and self-care and stuff, because I have like today I've been really like I've felt like I've been not hard on myself but down on myself like and down on fibro (laughs) and like it's it's definitely but I need to cut myself some slack like it's definitely okay to be angry that you're suddenly not able to function as well as you were yesterday or last week or three weeks ago would you say like Uh, critical inner voice like self-critical yeah, for sure. My critical parent has come out and I'm having to dig deep to be like a nurturing <laughs> yeah. parent. It's all right. It's okay. This is this full pass. And like, you know, I'm considerably better now than I was 10 hours ago. So there is improvement. I think what isn't helping me currently to automatically be kind to myself and be like, right, You've just gotta, you've gotta just gotta have a rest day. It's fine. Like rest out is the wall chart I have telling me how many miles I've got to run on each day in order to get my target time and finish time for the half marathon I'm training for. I think that is something that is disturbing my ability to just go, okay, just wait it out. Cause I've got this, you know, I've got a visual reminder, which is actually like to this point, to the last couple of weeks has been really helpful in terms of motivating me to get out there and stay on track and be disciplined. But I've got to that. I've got to a point now with my health where I'm like, actually that's quite disruptive because it's making me worry and panic that I'm not going to be able to do it. But actually I've spoken to enough people. I have, what I haven't done yet is I want, and this is, this will be something I do over the weekend. If I don't do it before I go to bed is look online for evidence of other people with fibromyalgia who have completed a half marathon because I haven't met anybody yet that, but that I have absolutely no doubt. I'm, like I'm not the first person to be doing this. So I kind of, again, I'm kind of seeking a bit of external validation from other people that will be okay. And I started doing that a couple of weeks ago when like I was starting to feel a bit unwell and I made some adaptations to the training program in terms of like the weather is really, really rubbish 
I didn't feel able to run outside and get wet and cold and risk making myself iller. So I ran on a treadmill for the first time in five years and I did that instead. Or then like the following week when I was running on treadmill and I was still, and I was feeling ill anyway, but I still was like, oh, well, at least I can go to a treadmill and I'll do that because it's actually slightly easier. Which I thought I was expecting it to be harder. I don't know why. I must, I just must've like five years ago, gone on a running machine, found it harder that stayed imprinted (laughs) in my brain. But flip me, it's so much easier. (laughs) It's boring. Especially if it's Uh, level. Yeah, incline or decline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you can go much faster. Um, but I recommend having a good movie to watch whilst you're doing it on your phone because it's boring. So yeah, so I just reduced the mileage. And I was like, you know, in 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 this, so this time last week, I think I was doing that. And I was like, well, okay, so today I was supposed to do 11 k but I only managed 7K on a treadmill. That was better than nothing. I showed up, I did something, I'm working towards it. And then today I've been way too critical and hard on myself. I'm like, there's, no, there's absolutely no way that even if I was on a treadmill, I could manage that. And I've got in like a real funk and panic of like, well, if I can't do that today, so I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to stay on track. But like, actually, who cares? And what does it matter in reality if I have to walk the thing? Yeah, or, exactly. Or if I'm like, if I'm, if I'm as ill as I am today, I defer it and I do it in six months' time. The only thing that is, there isn't actually anything lost in that process because I have gained what I've gained. And that's why I need to focus on, I think. And I'm getting to that point now as I'm speaking to you. So thank you. This is really helpful. Like Good. therapy. Um, <laughs> you know, like I take I've, PayPal and Venmo, by the way. I still, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I've still gained so much in terms of stamina and proof that I am able to do as far as I have done so far and massive improvements and sustained improvements in my mental health which is why I started running in the first place right so if I you know if it gets to the day and I can't do it I can defer my entry and do it another day because I you know I've, I've added that I've added a cheeky bit of pressure doing it for a charity so it feels like I'm owing other people something but yeah but that you're your intent is all still there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you could be driving to the thing and you get in a car accident, like stuff happens. That's yeah, real, yeah. That's exactly. real life. Yeah. You might disagree with this, but I, I was thinking too, as you're telling me this and, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm even wrong, but I want to, what do you think? I, I was just thinking, and, and this is the way I see it. I'm like, well, if I was Beth, how would I tackle this? Because it feels so anxiety ridden. And I'm thinking, well, it doesn't matter if I finish or not. It matters if I start. Yeah, like as long as long as you start it and you put forth some sort of energy, some sort of effort, you put energy into it, and then whatever happens, happens. And, and that's that's the main thing. It's it's kind of like when people say the the biggest thing for their workout routine is just to show up. Yeah. It's it's not that they hit their goal that day. It's it's about being consistent, showing up, and starting, and going, and stepping. Yeah. What do you think? I agree. I totally agree. If you drop out, you drop out. If I drop out, I drop out. I just don't get. And then it you get stronger because now you know more about yourself. You know, you learn. And I will then know how it feels to start something and fail at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In which there is learning. Yeah. Basically, 
all the things that we always talk about. It's the show in essence. It's the show. <laughs> the victory isn't in like beating the chronic illness. This maybe this would confusing for newcomers, especially. It's like chronic victory podcast. This guy's so full of shit, man. You can't just beat chronic illness by speaking and ideas and thought and and some action. That's I, I'm not saying that at all. I, I'm saying that we we're gonna become wiser, stronger, hardened. This is about the victory is in the action, the act to do something, anything. Yeah. That's that's the whole essence of this show is that we're not. I, I read something uh, in a great book that I'm going to go through at some point because I'm not done yet. But it, it had one section called cope. Don't mope. I'm like, that's I love that. that's perfect, because if you if you mope and you're doing nothing, you're not doing something. You're you're literally just kind of existing and letting things happen around you. You're losing your friends, your life, your livelihood, whatever it is for you. The victory of chronic victory podcast is in the act, in the action of doing something and the intent. You could have the intent to run the race and then you end up in the hospital. Okay, good, whatever. Yeah, the immediate, you don't want to be there. The reality sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you're going to learn from that, even if it's something, even if it's not immediately apparent in the situation, some sort of good thing comes from that. Maybe other people come to rally for you and they're like, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Like, how can we support you? You want to try again? Like, we'll run with you. Like, anything could happen after that. It's, it's fair game. And even though like the, the given moment sucks, especially for people when they just they're sick or they go in the hospital, they get hurt um, like like me when I get sick hospital and I'm like oh I'm all down on myself and I'm all mopey I just like well I'm getting free access to free content for the podcast what if something <laughs> wild what if something wild happens this time and I get to share it you know like what, what yeah. if what if my doctor's a an asshole or what if what if my imaging is is really weird and I end up having a seizure and something I could share like why I thought thought it happened like something uh, what if I shit myself again? Yeah. What if I shit all <laughs> over myself and throw up all over myself and start bleeding because both my IVs fell out and I'm just covered yeah. in bodily fluids and I get to share that again? That'd be awesome. Yeah, I look like that, by the way. What you're drinking? I'm just kidding. Well, dude, come on. <laughs> I'll give you a hard time. It didn't, though, for the record. I, th- <laughs> I think, like, already, though, already I'm taking learning from the experience of the training program thus far, like the preparation for attempting the half marathon, because I think what isn't helping or assisting my recovery through this current flare up is uh, the things I'm eating. So I'm eating and like, and after, after I've done a long run or even a short run, or like I've got to go from a run into another thing, I have picked up a bad habit of you know, I'm not eating and I'm not eating badly in terms of outside of my allergy list, but I am eating for convenience. So I'm eating things that I think my body is struggling to digest a bit more because I'm eating like flapjack bars instead of like porridge that I've made myself today for lunch. I had the same thing I had for dinner last night, which was Beth friendly chicken nuggets and fish fingers. Tonight, I've made a point of making myself a sweet, a baked sweet potato and some salad on the side. But like, I need to, I've usually got a stock load of 
batch cook stuff meals ready that are good healthy hearty full of protein ready to go in the freezer but I haven't managed my time effectively through the training thus far to make space and time to do batch cooks to keep the freezer stocked because it is currently just like it's just potato waffles fish fingers chicken nuggets and some minced beef ready to be made into a bolognese but I have zero energy to make it (laughs) so that will be that will be a lesson going forward in terms of when I train for a future half marathon past this one because whether or not I complete this one there I will return there will be more I'm not giving up yeah and Um, what happens if you win the race it's not like say everything goes great you win the race it's not like fibros just going to disappear and everything's magical. No, it's not like I never had it. And I so think that, yeah. that itself makes it not so bad if something, I mean, let's, I'm not saying something is going to happen, of course, but if it does, so be it, yeah. you know, if it you have to drop out, if you, if you go halfway, if you have to walk, if you have to crawl, mm-hmm. you know, I tell you what, if I win it, I really will be like making world news because be awesome. <laughs> there's, there's some like sort of mathematical my, odds there anyway so. <laughs> like my my ideal hopeful predicted finish time is two hours 20 i think my realistic current finish time will be like two hours 45 uh, but i have four hours for i have four and a half hours to finish it should i need it so it's fine Boom. i've got i've got a comfort blanket it's all good um, but That's I think okay. like athlete levels complete it in something ridiculous, like an hour, probably less. Like my PB for a 10K is 55 minutes and that was all flat. It's okay. Don't need to compare. Mm. They don't have the same things going on. No, they don't. And I, I definitely don't have access to what they have access to. Yeah. If you put your brain in, into some sort of one of their bodies, you would do the same, if not more. So something to records, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that's right i think i think it becomes an error and not just in you and me but for most people that kind of get in this situation it's an error in emotional reasoning because your feelings do not determine your worth they don't that your feelings don't determine your worth they simply it's just simply your relative state of comfort or discomfort that's what your feelings are like what's going on right now. So feeling miserable internally does not prove that you're like a rotten, worthless runner or athlete or person. It's just merely that you think you are sometimes. You see what I mean? Yeah. Because feelings aren't facts. Yeah. It's the critical inner voice that's, that's wrong. And then sometimes because of how we feel, we listen to it a little more often than we should possibly not always, but I think that's important for people to know is like your, your feelings at the moment or in the thing don't determine your worth or the, your value that you can, you know, the things that you can contribute to something that you're doing or that you're a part of. So talking about, you don't want to live by your limitations. I totally support that. I get that. Who wants to do that? That kind of sucks, right? You'd rather just, almost be surprised by your limitations. Like, oh, I guess I won't do that again. But that's that's going out and living. That's living your life and not being hindered by the thing that's so scary or painful. And then that critical inner voice is always going to be there nagging you. But I think as long as we can shut it up once in a while, then we're on the right track. Sure. 
Sure. No, for sure. For sure. I agree. I thought you said sure. And on on, on the topic of shutting up, I feel like I really need to ask how you are and what's been going on with you. Oh, me? Well, old me. Um... I, I'm I'm frustrated with the healthcare system, like we all are. Um, but some days it's just a goat rodeo, and uh, like I had surgery, I had my post-operative appointment, and I need to have a second one. And so they say, "Well, we're all booked. We'll give you a call when we could schedule you." All right. A couple of weeks goes by. I get the phone call. I get a I get a message to call them back to schedule that appointment. I'm like, "Oh, cool. They must have a spot for me, right?" So I call them back yesterday and they're like, well, your referral says it's pending. So we can't schedule you until your insurance approves it. What are you talking about? I already had the surgery. I already had my appointment. I just saw the doctor last month. It doesn't make any sense. They're like, well, we can't schedule you. We'll, we'll tell you, you're going to, we'll have to give you a call once your insurance approves it. I'm like, okay. So I call part my insurance. Part of the package, surely. It's like part of the first thing. <laughs> no, it's like already. Painful. If I didn't have the referral, I wouldn't have gotten the surgery. And uh, they're, you know, this is just a scheduler. It's whatever. They don't know me. They don't know what's going on. It's not their fault. They're just answering the phone. But it's that kind of stuff because this one, um, and I'm sure you guys have been in similar situations where it's something important to you or you want to get it done, or it's like a test, like Beth, you might have tilt table in the future. And if they just keep deferring it and putting it off and blah, 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 you're just waiting around, kind of pissed off and totally understandable. But you know, this one's important to me because I was supposed to come back six weeks from the last appointment and it's going to address if I can do physical impact activity, running, jogging, uh, a little more harsher things, more punishment on the legs, really test it out and see how I do. And that all excites me because I haven't been able to do that for a long time. And if there's any chance of getting some of my health back in that way, just like you said about your running, it's just so good for your mental health and physical health. And I'm always about getting stronger or getting back into like a well-disciplined routine. So to so all in all, to think if I have to wait, I think what I said was, well, I'm concerned that this is going to take months and months. This will be like a months long drawn out thing because nobody knows what's going on. And then I'm just, what I'm going to try not to do, but I might do is at that six weeks, at that 10 weeks mark, if I can't get in still, I'm going to start thinking to myself, well, I might've gotten the green light to run today. Should I go try it? You know, should I go? And now I start kind of getting in the danger zone by Kenny Loggins, you know? And then the highway to the danger zone. Yes, <laughs> we need. We nearly got. We nearly got the vocals there. Yeah, danger zone. Highway to the danger zone. <laughs> but then you can get injured, and I don't want to do that. So yeah, it's a risk. And I'm the idiot that'll go out there with like I don't. I don't know. Sun beating on you with no sunscreen and just. I want to see how far I can go before I fall over. I don't, I'm trying not to do that anymore because it's not helpful. I've seen how you used to train. <laughs> I'm going to go off with like a, what looks like a, like, oh, the, uh, if, it, if you're talking about backpack, Instagram, then, off on a uh, run, I'm going to go yeah. see what's out in the woods. <laughs> if the, the stuff on Instagram is like a fraction of 
what I used to do. Not to sound like Billy Badass over here, but uh, but I miss it. You know that that's what I'm trying to convey is like not that look how strong I used to be, but now I'm fat. You know, and I'm just saying like I I miss it. It was fun. I want to I want to get back to that sense of kind of as a human being, and we'll, we're going to talk about nature in a future episode, but getting out there. And being a part of that world or or even just like letting everything go around you or in your situation and being able to just focus on the path or the, your footwork, you know, just in front of you or whatever that physical activity is in front of you. And it's just therapeutic, yeah. something that you can't get in other places by sitting around doing nothing or being sick. And it's frustrating. It's like, like it's I like the it's... dog that's gone out in the uh, on a sunny day, day and just runs out in the field of green grass and you're just the happiest dog ever, right? Just running around. Once you've tasted that, you want to go back to that. You don't want to oh, sit yeah. around and just have diarrhea or I, I don't know, whatever the illness is, something that yeah. sucks and it's not easy to talk about, for example. Yeah. So yeah, I totally miss that stuff. And that's what I've been thinking about. That's what's going on with me. I'm going on a vacation Ooh. at the end of the month. Uh, I'll be on a Where beach. Going? going to Florida. <sighs> if if everything goes right, if I get That's sick, exciting. then I gotta stay home. But uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to go. I'm nervous. Have you been before? I I've been through there when I got married to get on a cruise ship, but I never really stayed there before. Oh, what are you doing? What you got planned? Nothing. Lay on a beach for a week. And absolute bliss. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to jump in the water and just like lay in the sun. And I think of it as kind of a healing thing, mm. you know, after our long winter of surgery and all that. So yeah, I mean, just winter in itself, let alone surgery on top of winter. Crikey. Yeah. Super concerned about the car ride, though. That's going to be like a 12 hour drive. Mm-hmm. Just to get there. Regular breaks. Yeah. But even so, I, I drove 45 minutes or like an hour yesterday to my awesome physical therapist. Oh, she's awesome. And, and even that was like, oh man, like I'm, oh, you know, I'm, I'm hurting. So I was thinking, could I do 11 more of those? How would I, would I survive that? So there's been talk about, well, maybe I can fly down there and meet my family down there. Is that weird? Should I, shouldn't I be with my family in the car? You know, I don't, what if they have car trouble and I'm not there or so, you know, and then I get down there and by myself, it's all just really weird situation to be in. Cause I haven't really traveled, especially that far with all these ailments before I've, I've been at home for a while dealing with this stuff. So I don't know. I don't know how to tackle that yet. It's intimidating. Can you say you drive somewhere like you drove to your appointment for an hour? Were you doing the driving or were you passenger of the, I was doing the driving. Okay. So for your 12 hour trip, would you be sharing the drive? We'll be doing it all. Sharing. Sharing. Cool. Yeah. Cause I've found more and more that driving is becoming more of an issue for me in terms of distance but not even like like a, a manageable drive for me is like a mountain driving in a day entirety is an hour because like 20 minutes drive to like my place of work where I volunteer 20 minutes back 10 minutes back and forth to pick up the dog that's enough for me anything <laughs> over that I'm done I'm spent yeah and brain fog, I feel like brain fog makes my attention span completely crap. Like it, I used to be very it's scary. Yeah. Like sometimes I almost get in accidents because it just, I'm not as attentive anymore because I'm thinking about yeah. my pains or I'm like trying to crack my neck or something dumb. And yeah. it's just a whole new element to 
those things that we used to maybe think were easier or take for granted, like driving. Not like not think about. Yeah, I got a but message yeah, from I, a lady but probably six months ago who was asking me, like, what do you do for your hips when you drive? Because every time I I don't even go far and I'm in like extreme amounts of pain. And I'd I didn't have a very good answer, but till except for I I don't know. That's tough. And I'm kind of going through it myself. I'm sorry. Maybe I adjust. Have my, I not this isn't an answer for hips, but I'm sure if you like spoke to your physio, they'd be able to give you some sort of wedge or something to go into your legs. But from my back, I have like a it's actually meant, I think it was meant for a office chair, but I've got like a, a pump up ergonomic like lumbar support for my back. And I've got a I've got a portable travel seat heater thing because I cannot afford a car that has that in it. So <laughs> I have one that plugs into the cigarette lighter. That makes a world of difference. Yeah, there's tools that can help. I, I just have to survive. See, I don't think I would mind going. I don't think I would mind, and I and I like flying. I'm into aviation and stuff. I've loved that stuff since I was a kid. So I could be up in the sky like wee. But when I, I think driving away from home and like the security of home sets off a level of anxiety for me that I very much dislike. But if I was there and then I had to drive home, well, this, like every every passing hour you're driving is like, well, you're another hour closer to your home, to that space where you could be miserable. Yeah. Your safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Your your own safe zone. Your own mattress. Your JFZ, your judgment-free zone. I like that. Thanks. Thanks. I stole it. So you can steal it. Yeah. That's it. Like I'm really, I'm really excited for you that you're having holiday, but I am totally with you on the like, all things uh oh, then all, all things these things pop into your mind about like oh what the bed what's the bed gonna be like and what's this gonna be like and yes i'm like well i, I gotta bring my world. inhalers i gotta bring my medication what yeah. kind of bed sheets are they gonna have am i gonna be allergic to it it's just yeah. to have to think about that stuff's very annoying it's a nuisance and in but your it's world, like aircon is important right <laughs> yeah like where are we gonna stay where are we getting a hotel when uh, my wife's been great. She's been making like a, she made like an itinerary and a chart of like, here's the place, the time, the address. This is what we're going to do. This is That's where we're awesome. eating. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't have to worry about a lot of that. So, but if it's, I don't know, I, I might still fly out there. I haven't decided yet, but then that's a lot of money. And then you're not with your family. And I think what's the point of going on vacation with your family if you're not with them for the trip? But yeah, at the same part, time, it's part of it, isn't it? But I guess that, that's guilt, though. Yeah, that's yeah. the that. How much of that is just my inner voice being a dick mm-hmm. to myself, as opposed to something that would be helpful to get me there to have the vacation mm-hmm. with the family? Are you going to do the twelve-hour drive straight? Or are you going to break it up with like an overnight stay somewhere? Um, probably, probably two overnights. Okay, cool. At oh, least awesome. one. At least good. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because with the with the kids too, they need to stop so often. Yeah. So you get like, yeah, that, well, that's cool. And my get, like, I, my bladder is worse than theirs too. Like <laughs> we, we went to Chicago, which for us is like a two and a half hour drive from here. Hmm. And we had just left a rest stop. This is last summer. And as soon as we got back on the highway, I had to go again. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening, but I have no explanation. It's like I hit 30 and everything just wants to fall out at all times. That well, before the age of thirty, my mine was an issue, um, yeah. and that that is that is one of my uh, very real fears that will be 
lived through and, uh, and will become real when I do, I guess, I, sorry to, I am that person just bangs on about training for a half marathon. But that's, that's basically all I have in my life right now that <laughs> is worth talking about. Not um, true. Not true. But the, um, like my, you know, like every time I'm gearing up to go for a run, I have to go for it. Like I run five times before I leave the door within the space of 10 minutes. So like, can you imagine how many times they're going to need to use portaloos whilst waiting for the start gun portaloos portaloos um what do you call them porta potties what you don't call them porta potties that's yep, not a porta thing potty. that is porta potty. So, right okay just to just to make sure we're talking about the same thing you know a, when like yeah a bathroom like a rectangular plastic bathroom with yeah. a door yeah porta potty okay um, so when I maybe what I should do knock it over when day. your friends in there get them all blue but that's why I was gonna that's what I was gonna judge on um whether we that's the example I was gonna use to see if we were talking about the same thing was to use jackass as an example you know the things they sit inside and they yeah. want to push each other over the toilet yeah same thing porta pot um yeah well I'm glad we've established that you could sleep well the night knowing that I did not microwave any hot water today doesn't mean it's not going to happen tomorrow. It doesn't, but you could sleep or tonight. After this ends, <laughs> there's sure still there's still time. You pay me. Well, you know, as like, as my what, co-host, how bad was the backlash I... though? Because it wasn't just me. You must have got some hate mail from other people. Yeah, my friend Clemens, uh, he's in the UK too, and he always calls me colonial or something, or uh, or a Yankee or or something like that. He was very offended. Yeah. I think he called me an arse or something. Oh. You know what's funny? Anytime I get texts from him or you, I in my head I'm doing your accent. It's the so same like, with you. Yeah. So earlier, <laughs> earlier you texted me uh asshole and like a laughing face. And I and I said in my head as I'm reading, I said asshole. I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, and then I realized like I'm you, but it's like my voice with your accent in my head. So I thought that was hilarious. That's that's exactly how I read your messages to me as well. Like, especially yeah. when you've been really, thank you very much, by the way, because you've been really helpful the last couple of weeks with some motivational messages to me. And when I read oh, them, I cool. read them in, I read them. I was going to say in your radio voice, but it's actually just, this is how you talk. <laughs> this is you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is me. I don't <laughs> This is how I got hired. They're like, you sound like you belong on a radio. Um, How do you feel about being on a radio for your job? Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't like my accent. Really don't. After after hearing other people's in the world, it's like mine's not cool at all. Bunch of hard R's because the people in the Midwest say Wisconsin and the Midwest, and they always kind of wow 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 wow. Like it's like a hard R with a wah sound, and I hate Mm. it. I would, I I mean, no disrespect to people from the Midwest, as you say, yeah. but I, I, I wouldn't tune in. <laughs> Oof. I wouldn't tune in for that. That's not an accent I could listen to for an hour. Yeah, try that's turning me. on our local that's radio like stations a... here. It's like, get your windows from the construction company down the street. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Well, that for me is like a comical voice. Do you know what I mean? Like that's like a But they're not trying over. to be yeah that's that's what sucks now even when i lived in uh arizona for a year when i was 18 people were, were like telling me to say words and they're like you speak funny where are you from i said 
from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. No, they don't just make fun. I put butter on my cheese because we're the cheese state. We're the cheese state. Yeah, we're the dairy state. Elaborate on that, please. There's like, um, like farmers, cows is our thing. We compete with California because California wants to be a dairy state, but we're the dairy state. I'm just kind of here. I was born here. I don't know why I'm here. My body doesn't thrive here. So I don't care who makes the dairy, but they also sell these hats that are big and foam and triangular and it's big slice of cheese. It's cheese head. So people call us cheese heads. That's. I'll send you a picture. That, well, that's an Instagram post I need to see. Yeah. You, you see a ton of them at the uh, NFL Green Bay Packer football games. There's always people wearing cheese heads. Um, I'd say I look out for it, but I, I always struggle to remember what NFL stands for, let alone watch a game associated to it. Yeah, I don't. National Football League, but I don't, I don't have time for that. Uh... Tom Brady throwing a football, kind of kicking, throwing. Not soccer, not football. Well, I was about to say, it's not really not, football. Though, it's, not, it? it's not like, football. It's, it's not like handball. Football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you got do you guys have like soccer hooligans over there? I feel like I would yeah. fit in with those guys. That is know. that is why that is why I am not a fan of this football uh, that in your world is soccer. Um because yeah, it is typically associated with hooligans. <laughs> I did emphasize that word. That's not really how I mean I won't I won't be able to say it any other way now. But hooligans, um yeah, real bad culture of here, and really freaking racist. I mean, from what I understand, really, like, it's like a that's like a thing there. Oh, I thought it was always just like a slang term for like diehard bad. fans that get in fights with each other. But that is that like a problem no, there? It's oh, like disgracefully bad. Wow, like, I had fr- no idea actually. Yeah, fr- I mean, from what I understand, because I I've never I've been to a football ground to watch a rugby match in a World Cup, but I've never. Seen a football game and so from what I understand things are improving in terms of like if anybody has heard in the stands to be shouting any racist um, connotations or like any verbal language of any sort or anything like that then they are immediately evacuated and then they're like banned from sight and never allowed to come back good. and that's a great start and it's good that that's now happening but yeah it's absolutely like you know, there's people that make um, you're regularly hearing on the radio. And when I say regularly, I mean, like at least once a week, you'll hear about a footballer who has had um, death threats because of the color of their skin or what? No kidding. Um, oh, my gosh. Like a certain team has been banned from playing somewhere because the crowd they bought was making like monkey chants in the in the crowd um, and they can't like. It's so bad. The culture is so bad in football. I think I'm right in saying this is still the case. But the culture is so bad that like fans are separated at the grounds. So, you know, like in rugby, I don't know what it's like for the NFL, but like in rugby here, there's no like, say England and Wales are playing. There's n- so there's like a home side and an away they're side. They're not separated. Yeah, we're not separated as fans in rugby. We're merged together and we all like mix and cheer and we have a bit of banter back and forth. But it's yeah. all great and everyone gets along. But in football, they're separate. They're separated. So that one team is on one side and the other team is on the, the other best. side. And I, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty confident saying it's still the case that when they leave the grounds, they have to go separate exits as well so they're not mixing together to prevent clashes but like like i've been on trains in london before 
where like I felt alarmed and scared and worried because I can hear football chants happening and people getting excited to either go to a game or come from a game. And I'm like, something's going to kick off because it's really intim- It's really intimidating. Like, Yeah. Anytime they showed like the, anytime I've ever seen a football stadium yeah. in Europe, it looks terrifying. Yeah, it like is. The people it's are not welcoming. Like, ah it's it's like a it's like a war zone i would not go i don't like it no i don't like to go to like sporting events because it makes me like it makes me cautious and judgmental of anybody that is a fan of football as well though and that's not like like that's not right of me um so that's something i'm like working on and through consciously i think you just did i don't think i'm ever gonna find a life partner if i it's like a strict football but no football policy for the rest of my life but uh yeah it's really yeah i i I really don't like it but it's it's like as in terms of a sport it brings so many people together worldwide it's phenomenal like the impact that it brings people the joy that it brings people is great but the money that is made by like oh my word i've got on the rant sorry i'll get off my soapbox a minute the money that is made by top league players within like Western civilization within Europe and stuff is gross. Like it's absolutely obscene and it, it's really like, yeah, I don't disagree. However, if I was the person and they're like, we'll give you $30 million to be on our team. What do you think? I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. The, thing, the, the problem isn't with with the, with in the individuals that play for the teams, is it? The problem the problems is within the management, the management and the sponsorship, and like what, like oh, it's just. Yeah, I'm sure they give a lot to charity. I'm sure that there's mass amounts that is completely unknown to me because I'm ignorant to it because I don't like it. Therefore, I turn my back on it. I get um, it though. It's just like the kind of allocation of resources and what what other things could you do with that amount of money? It's it's like the university that is close to my home here. They have a multi million dollar or even billion dollar stadium, but then they're laying off employees and shutting down research programs and stuff in other parts of the university. So it's just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of just backwards. And they have, they only play seven games in the stadium a year, seven. Whereas you have people in these like nuclear research labs getting their program shut down because we don't have enough money. Okay. People that are studying diseases and like, um, like influenza research and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of sad to me. It sucks. Anyway, (laughs) we digress. (laughs) We Um. digress. (laughs) Uh, So the thing about chronic illness is it can send you down many rabbit holes of conversation where you don't know where you're going to end up. And it's great. and It's fun. On that note, Beth, any closing thoughts? Very grateful for you making time and space for me tonight to be able to get to a point of smiling and laughing again today. So thank Good. you because that's been really I've I've needed today and and also thank you, you for allowing allowing today to mostly be about me and my self discovery of the fact that flare ups suck shock horror um, but well there's a lot of better. relatable stuff here I don't think it's just you but I could call it the Beth Show <laughs> if you want <laughs> I have the power because I pay the bills it's all about me. 
It's all about me, David. Are we doing a duet? I'll I'll send you the song, just in case you don't know what that is. Um, So yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate you. And I'm really, really glad. Thanks for making me cry, basically. Because I don't know if you noticed, but you made me cry earlier. So cheers for that, mate. (laughs) Like in a good way? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't, actually. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Glad I could help in some way. I like to feel useful. They were happy tears, not sad tears, for sure. Thank you. If you like to feel happy and useful, listen to Chronic Victory Podcast on most podcast platforms. That sounded like a commercial, didn't it? Get yours nice. today. Nice Wild Theory t-shirt, by the way. Thanks. Five easy payments of $99.99. Set up your payment plan today. ChronicVictoryPodcast at gmail.com. That one's real, actually. ChronicVictoryPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send me hate fuel, which I call it's not hate messages anymore. It's hate fuel because I thrive on it. It means I'm doing something good. Or love messages. It's been a while since I got one of those, but those are always fun. Or if you're a prince of a foreign land that needs my $20,000 and all you need is my social security number. Or if my car's warranty is about to expire, please email chronicvictorypodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Give me something to read, man. Oh, my God. Come on, guys. What is that? It's, it's actually, actually, I haven't had a email in a couple months, which is sometimes I'm like, oh, thank God. It's less for me to do. But I also, I also kind of miss it. So uh, Go ahead and spam it. Doesn't matter to me. And then, yeah, speaking of Wild Theory, wildtheory.com. If you're in the United States of America, go to wildtheory.com. Use coupon code, you guessed it, VICTORY. And save a percentage on your purchases with free shipping. Same if you go to findyourhealthyplace.com. Natural supplements, good people, small business in my hometown. Any health supplements, protein, vitamins, proactive approaches towards things. Even a Berkey water filter, if you've heard of that. I don't know if you have it over there, Beth. But it's like a big metallic apparatus with a little fountain thing on the bottom. And it's just a water filter. Makes your water taste better. Coupon code VICTORY. Find your healthy place.com. Save 30%. Get free shipping. And thanks to everybody for tuning in and hanging out. We're going to continue this. And we're going to talk about nature whenever Beth and I reconvene. I got to work on my words. Like my come together words. Reconvene is where I would have taken it. Is that a word? Did I say yeah. that right? All right. When we reconvene, we'll talk about nature. Because I, I have something for that. Uh, nature as in the outdoors nature, but also nature as in the things that happen to us as part of human life, which I think is important. And then there's a couple podcasts coming up with some men, I believe, who I was going to have on months ago, but we both, both our schedules just didn't work out. So, so also have some not men featuring that's right very soon as well. Yeah. Not to be a complete sexist. And fuel the patriarchy that that's always talking about. I don't want to be a complete sexist, like a, 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 li- a little sexist. That's fine. Petite sexist. That's yeah, okay. there's nothing. There's nothing I like more than like a good comeback story or like a strong female lead story. It's especially having daughters and uh, like strong women. And one of my supervisors that I really admire, she's a training supervisor now. Back where I used to work, she was a real powerhouse, and I always had a lot of respect for her. But really powerful people, I like that. So we're going to hear from people like that, who I'm sure Charlotte's going to be on, right? Yeah. 
Charlotte and Joanna. And Joanna. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So we got a lot of things coming up and we hope to see you again. Until then, stay true to yourself. Stay true to the podcast. And stay in the fight.